Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. podcast welcome everybody to sack city i am your host the one and only Vinny milani joined as always by your boy a j johnson and below him we have aaron the mukesiah mukes and below me we have the smoothest voice in sports casting dylan Kearns. No, we ain't going to do it yet. I ain't going to drop that nickname just yet. Not just yet. It is episode one of many of the Sac City podcast here on this beautiful March 2nd evening. Gentlemen, how goes it, AJ? This is surreal. This is surreal. That was the highest level of the green light moment. Like, once again, like, you remember. We ain't going to talk about the past, but I'm there again. Like all of a sudden, just from zero to a hundred real quick. This is awesome. I'm excited. Uh, the new era is here, which means we are going to crush it time and time again. Feeling good. I am feeling good, fellas. Look, man, um, this has been a, a long time coming for us. We've talked about it a while now. We did a lot to get prepared. This is this is going to be bigger than anything we've done before. Yes, you're going to get the same guys, the same four of us. We're still going to be doing our thing. But uh, we got a lot of surprises in store. We're going to do it right. And uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. A new journey on a new road as we enter Sac City. You know, there's certain days that you really get excited for in sports and in general. You know, opening days that get you really excited, pumped up and everything. This is sort of our opening day. This is sort of sort of the kickoff to our season as we get going here with football coverage in a brand new era with the same four guys you guys mentioned I'm so excited to be talking football here and just doing the same old thing. But this time, it's got a got a more fire to it, and I'm excited. Yes, yeah, so this is a special time here at the Sac City Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's a new era. We've been posting about it on our social media for the past few days. This is a new era. We will be covering coast-to-coast coverage of the NFL, okay? We, are, we do so much work in this show, so much work, that no, no one else is doing it like we do it. Okay, and no one else is going to give you football coverage like we are going to give you. So let's just get, let's let's do this thing right. Let's do this thing right. AJ. In in the past, we had a very complicated social read. In the future, right now, we don't have that that complicated of a social read, but we still feeding them ducks. Tell the beautiful people where they can follow us at. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can find us at Sac City Pod on Facebook, uh, at Sac City Pod on Instagram, at Sac City Pod on Twitter. You see, you guys see where this is going? The same place you're going to YouTube at Sac City Pod. And when you get there, you're gonna hit that like, you're gonna hit that subscribe, you're gonna tell everybody about the new damn era. It is S C O E, and we ready, baby. Oh, look at this guy starting the new era off right with the rhymes. Uh, I just want to let everyone know that has been following us in the past. This is going to be a very seamless transition for everybody because we did not go out and make new everythings. We did not make it difficult for you guys. You guys just stay put right where you're at. Follow us. Keep grinding with us. The Sac City Pod. And we're, we're just one big city. We're trying to like this whole gimmick. This is a, like a gimmick here. This is We are a city. We are one. 
We are a family. We are creating this population, 400 million, whatever number we can get it at here, okay? We are going to be the best football show on the airwaves. You're not going to want to miss a single episode. Tonight, we have a great show. We are going to be diving in and beginning our off-season coverage of free agents, who's going to go where, who we think is going to go where, what teams need to do. We're starting off with the NFC West and the AFC West tonight. But Aaron, it's been a while since we've been on we've been on television, since we've been on YouTube, since we've been on Facebook. It's been a while since we talked about a whole week. It has been a week. And that's for us, that's a long time. Feels a long time. It felt very it felt wrong, actually. Like it felt it felt wrong (laughs) to not do shows. And I was like, what do I do with my life? I wonder if the fans are tired of watching the reruns. You know, like you ever, you know, when you're watching like a rerun marathon on USA yeah. or some or Nickelodeon, Nick at Night or something, something yeah. like that. And you're sitting there watching all the reruns and you're getting excited, but you're like, man, I wish there was some new shows out. Well, we gave you a week of reruns and now we're here and we got all brand new content. So I'm excited. Saxony's taking know, over. Let's watch, get in. Uh, I can watch reruns of George Lopez all day, bro. <laughs> Oof. Oof. I do. I do. I do. I do love some George Lopez. That <laughs> Law and Order pro- SVU. I watch a lot of reruns of that too. So. I, I do partake in a King of Queens uh, just marathon. I can watch those episodes all over. Hey, hey, did you uh, did you did you hear about that new Italian joint, Dominos? You know about that, Dominos? I don't get that reference. Been there? I don't get you that reference. Been? Oh, I don't get that okay. reference. Okay. I don't get that okay, reference. Guess, I'm sorry. You're, you're uh, I guess the I don't King watch. of Queens. The King of Queens. You don't watch very much then. <laughs> not not you know, not that, as much. That, as new Itali- that that new Italian pizza joint, Dominos. Is that supposed to mean Domino's? Oh, you, oh, yeah, Domino's. I got okay, it. Okay, you know, <laughs> Vinny, you're fired. I have failed you. I have failed you. This is the this is the right <laughs> way to start off this new era by me failing you. This is this is what it is. Uh, it, like I said, though, it has been a while since we've covered sports in general. Since we've covered football, I'm gonna go through some news and nugs here, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to start here. This man has just been taking over the this taking over the tabloids, the headlines as of late, and it's Aaron Rodgers. The latest report is coming out of the Packers that GM Brian Gutenkunz, Guten, how do you pronounce his last Gutenkunz? name? Guten, Guten, did I say it right? <laughs> yeah, I surely did not. Did not say it right. <laughs> Gut, how do you say it? Gutenkunz. Okay, th- yeah, he said <laughs> that he has he's received no trade offers for Aaron Rodgers. Dylan, you have been a big uh, Aaron Rodgers guy in, in terms of hating him, saying he can't go at the big one. You've been on his case for a while now. Are you over this Aaron Rodgers stuff? Like when news hits, do you just like not care for Aaron Rodgers anymore? Because I feel like that's happening more and more when I see Aaron Rodgers headlines. Yeah, it's right now it's like just – let let the stuff happen, right? Let it all play out. If there's no legitimate breaking news or anything like that, I'm not really reading into it. Everyone knows he's linked to the Broncos with Nathaniel Hackett and some of the other things going on with quarterback needs across the league. But nowadays, you get the Aaron Rodgers notification on your phone, and you're like, all right, what's this clown up to now? And then it's just trying to figure out what he's going through. He's putting some posts on Instagram pouring out his heart in a big old thing. And I mean, it, it, it's a whole entire, whole entire uh, scheme when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. So it's to the point right now, uh, as you asked, do, do you uh, tend to fall off on that stuff? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not reading into hardly any of that until the free agency window actually hits and we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm just so over it to be honest. I'm like, I'm so over this Aaron Rodgers stuff until, until he signs or still, still something happens. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, more news around the NFL though. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be having shoulder surgery he is out until the summer. He is obviously someone that you could see being a quarterback for a different team. This coming, this coming season, we're going to predict his landing spot in the coming episodes of the show. More importantly today, his rival team, the Arizona Cardinals, they extended Cliff Kingsbury and pretty much the entire front office. Uh, they agreed to an extension. Aaron, is that the right move for the Arizona Cardinals to be extending Cliff Kingsbury and the rest of this front office? You know, we've talked a lot about Cliff Kingsbury over the past few months and just the collapses he's had over the past couple of seasons. I actually think it is the right move. I think that the Cardinals have taken a leap from winning four games just a couple of years ago to drafting Kyler Murray to now being on the come up instead of the kind of the downfall. I know we, we lament the fact that they, they struggled down the stretch, 
But I don't think we can just strictly look at Cliff Kingsbury and say he's done a bad job with this team. They've improved in wins every year. They got to the playoffs this year. I think it was okay to extend him. Look, we talk so much about coaches being fired too quickly and not giving them, not giving them enough time to get their, you know, their kind of system in place and turned around. And I think that's what they're doing here in Arizona. And I think that was a good move by them, um, especially if they want to keep Kyler Murray, right? Because we know there's a relationship there with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray that dates back to when he was coming out of high school. So uh, I, I think it was a good move and I'm excited for the Cardinals and hopefully they can kind of overcome their late season struggles as we move forward into 2022. I'm I'm glad we didn't have the news of this Kyler like the, we we did this show after the Kyler Murray just drama that was happening. That was one of those another one of those headlines. I was like, I'm not buying any of this crap, dude. I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not buying into Kyler Murray and this team. Uh, sure, it may be there. There may be some some tension there, but this is what that's the, one of those off season headlines that that really just like does it like when when July June July August come around, we won't even be thinking about that. We won't even remember I, that that happened. That's that's See, I just think you're thinking about it on a higher level. Like, I don't think the reports that are coming out and the conversations that are being had are being like, oh, Kyler Murray wants out. I just think that they're having conversations and they're getting louder than they should be. I don't think it's going to end up being an issue. I think it's going to get fixed and they'll talk it out. He's young. It's his third year. He's going in his fourth year. He's a young kid. He's been a star. He wants to be in that level. He was a competitor. I don't think it's that big, but I definitely think what we're hearing is absolutely happening for sure. That's too real from too many different people for it to just be. I this is you hear this every year though, so this is not new. This time of year, people are looking for money. Teams are trying to downplay their stars so they don't have to pay them as much. To me, all the leaks out of the Arizona Cardinals organization about uh, Kyler's this type of person or that type of person. They know his contract is going to be coming up in a couple of years. They know he wants to be paid like a big time quarterback. And Kyler knows that as well, which is why he has to come out and put out a statement saying he wants to be there. And listen, this is part of the business of the NFL. I'm not reading too much into it. Yeah. You know what else is part of the business? People retiring. And it's a sad day. Kyle Rudolph has announced his retirement from the NFL after uh, playing for the Minnesota Vikings, most recently playing for the New York Giants. He has called it uh, quits. Someone else called it quits. Tom Brady, major story, obviously major story. Tom Brady called it quits. But the Bucks today, and Bruce Arians is talking about they're they're not ruling out a, a Tom Brady return. AJ, what are your thoughts on that? Would you rule out a Tom Brady return? And what I mean by that is like if Tom Brady calls and goes, I made a mistake, I want a player, you're gonna be like, Oh, well, we thought you retired, so it's over. No, Tom Brady has an open door policy. For damn near any team in the league, if, if he wanted to go there, they'll find a way to happen. Until he's crippled and dead on the field, I'm pretty sure he's good to go. Um, but I, I don't think this is uh, I don't think that's happening. I know people are like, oh, Brady's coming back. To me, that feels like more I wanted to be the first to say that. So if he did, I can say I did. I don't, I, Brady, 20 plus years at that level, that type of player knows, in my opinion. Yeah. He, know, he knows when it's done. I so still know Colts to... fans that truly believe Andrew Luck's still coming back. So let's let's pump the brakes on some of these. Well, he's young. Like, he's young. That I get. <laughs> let's go. Let's go around the horn. Everyone, are we all in that Tom Brady is done? Do you think we see Tom Brady come back in the NFL? AJ, you say not as a well, not as a player. Okay. Okay. Aaron, I, I hope he's done. I, I'd say he's done. I I, I don't want to. I don't want to do this again. I, honestly, I don't like it. I don't want to do it again. I don't want Brett Favre all over again. Stop changing your mind. When you're done, you're done. Hang him up. If not, then stay in the game. Everyone in the chat, let us know. I see hey. everyone. Dylan, I'm about to get to you in just a second. But everyone in the chat, do you guys think Tom Brady is coming back next, either next season or in the future? Or is Tom Brady actually done? Uh, I just want to shout out everyone in the chat buzzing right now. Uh, welcome into the new era. We appreciate everyone joining in. Dylan. There it is. There it is. Dylan, I, do you think he comes back? I don't think he's done. I think he comes back simply because the way it ended this year, right? There was literally hardly any talk of what was going on throughout the course of the year. Is Brady going to do it? Is he finally going to do it? No one knew when he was going to do it. I think Brady's the kind of guy, not, no, no offense to his ego or anything, because he's pretty a stand-up guy, right? I think he'd be one to say, all right, this is my final year. Let me ride it out and go and play. It seemed to me like tension was growing towards the end of the season in that Bucks locker room, and it was to the point where now he is a winner. He gets over those humps and things like that, but it was to the point where he's like, 
I'm old. I need to see my family. It was sort of just like a rush decision, I feel like, on his end. And he loves the game so much. I mean, that guy eats, sleeps, breathes football. And he's put so much work into his body to stay healthy and put up a great year this year. He was in the MVP conversation. I mean, I don't think there's a chance he's done. It may not be this year, but it might be next year. Listen, I'll be quick, too. I know we we laud about Tom Brady and the great shape he's in, but we also talk about what a year off of football can do. And a man like Tom Brady at that age taking a year off of contact, that could be completely different than him doing that at 25, 26, 27. I just to have the career that he had, what's what's to come back for? What 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 is there left to do in his yeah. mind that he would come back I, for another year after like- taking a year off? I like that point, that uh, that point right there, AJ. I don't think I've heard. I don't think I've heard that side yet. Thinking about how if Tom Brady does even just take this year off and then comes back next season, uh, the body you he, can't you can't do. He he has if to, he if misses he's this back, year. Has, yeah, if he misses he this has year, to he's play back. this year. It, yeah, it's it, you'll that, know you'll that, know by right. Really, when people retire this early before training camp and all this stuff, no, you don't know like, until <laughs> you don't know until they get to that training mm-hmm. camp and that when they their body has been so trained to be there at that time playing football, then they start to really feel it. So until then, I don't think we really know, uh, but I, I think it's going to be hard unless there's a major injury on some team or a team that just doesn't get a quarterback um, that's close to winning. Um, I, it's hard for me to believe that that Brady's going to play this year. And, and with that, I don't think he comes back at all. Yeah. Yeah. And some good comments here, Brett, Brett drops in. I just don't want another Favre situation. I don't think anyone wants that, especially from Tom Brady. Uh, and then Joey B has been buzzing in the chat all day. He says Brady wants to be a father and spend time with his family. He can walk. He still has his mind. No CTE. <laughs> Brady wants to be a star in something else. Yeah. Now he's already yeah. making a movie, right? You guys seen he's making yeah. a movie about these old women going to see him play in the Super Bowl. He's uh, got his own TB 12 brand. He wants yeah. to be that, bigger than football type star. We see this a lot. Um, you see this sometimes in, in sports, but you see it a lot of times in wrestling, right? Like the rock dominated wrestling and then went and <laughs> well, made, made movies. And and I think that's, I think that's well, kind of what Brady wants to do. That was a terrible comparison. That was a, that Why? was a terrible comparison, at least for, for wrestling because the rock has come back many of times and a lot of in, in wrestling. No, no, nowadays, no, 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 no. No, I'm not saying not coming back. What I'm saying is they want to be successful outside of what their yeah. profession was. And I think that's what Brady is looking to do. It's what LeBron James has done in basketball. Um, these athletes are starting to know that their name and their brand is bigger than the sport that they play. And I think Tom Brady's in that uh, part of his life right now. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Well, that does it for news and nugs. That's uh, that's going to be one of my favorite new segments on this show is news and nugs. It makes me hungry. It makes me want nugs. Makes me want some nuggets. Jeez. That's gonna be like a pigskins and pancakes thing. We're gonna end up having. What are you five? Wendy's. Best, 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 best nugs around. What? Go for it, AJ. Go. Wendy's. Wendy's nugs, Aaron. I don't eat chicken nuggets, bro. <laughs> my, <laughs> my, my seven and nine year old eat chicken nuggets. I don't eat. Chicken what is their nuggets. favorite nugget place? McDonald's, I guess. I don't know. Great, great, kids? terrible answer, Dylan. I know you'll give me a good answer here. <laughs> I think I'm also gonna side with AJ and go with Wendy's. Yeah, well, I'm I mean, fair with Dylan, it. you're talking to Dylan. He's two and some pounds, of course. Excuse yeah. me, Whoa. you want to throw hands? Wow! <laughs> Welcome to the city. No, city of Welcome to the city. <laughs> <laughs> the crime rate going up in the city. The crime rate going up in the city. Episode one, and it's already going up. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Lots of Chick-fil-A comments here. That big ch- I, I, I side with the Wendy's side. Hey, you got to go with the Chick-fil-A's fire. So if they got nuggets, they're probably amazing. If they have nuggets? If they have nuggets? What is wrong with you? I do not eat chicken nuggets like that, bro. Get out. Get out. Have fun. Live your life. Live a I'm good life. I'm not six. I eat real stuff. food. Yeah, well, chicken nuggets Let me, let me ask you a question. Like let me ask you a question. Like this is why we're on it. What part of the chicken is the nugget? I don't Every care. Part of the it's chicken. delicious. It's so good. It's it doesn't matter when it gets that in my stomach. Disgusting. It's hey, a part of my it. stomach at that point. Hey, hey. This disgusting. This is why oh, I look part. like this. This is why I look like pa- this. Party this is Poopa. why I smile like this. Hey, pa- this party is why I look like this. I mean, oh my goodness. All right, let's move on here. Let's get into this off-season talk. We play for bravery. We play for big hearts in tiny bodies. 
We play for the fighter within. We play for life reclaimed, disease in remission, stories rewritten. We're Children's Hospital of Richmond at VCU, and we nurture the champion in every child. We fight the forces that threaten them, and we play to win. Learn how at chrichmond.org. B-sides, rare finds, secret shows. Whether it's a must-see concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With hundreds of trading pairs, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to create the crypto experiences they've been looking for. Trade beyond the trend at bittrex.com. It's your move. Uh, I just want to remind everyone, there is, and this may be like repetitive, cliche, whatever it may be. We have the, we are the best show to follow in the offseason because no one covers it all like we do. There, there isn't an offseason. We continue showing out and doing everything we can to cover everything and give, give you guys the best entertainment possible in the offseason. We do 10, 15-plus hours of draft coverage. We're going to be covering free agency just nonstop, making sure that you guys are in the know about everything, who needs what, who's going where, the place to be is the Sac City Podcast. We're starting our off-season coverage tonight. We're going to go two divisions an episode here. We're starting with the defending Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams, and the NFC West. And no one on this show in the past was a bigger believer in the Los Angeles Rams than one Dylan Kearns because of his boy, Ben Skoranek, a.k.a. <laughs> Benny Scro, a.k.a. Ben Skoranek! Oh, it felt so good to do that, man. I missed that so, oh, so much. Dylan, Los Angeles Rams, sir. You're a big believer in this Rams team. They've got a tough road ahead of them. It's hard to repeat as a Super Bowl champion, especially when you're losing pieces like Vaughn Miller, Darius Williams, Tony Michelle, Austin Corbett. Not even listed on here is Odell Beckham Jr., who obviously tore his ACL, who might not be back next season. This is the Rams' upcoming free agents. Dylan, with this free agency class, who do you think their number one target should be? They got to look to the offensive line, and I look at a great offensive guard for, in Mark Lewinsky from the Indiana. I mean, Mark Lewinsky, you look at this guy. He's got the big old beard, and he's just a big boy. You stuff on the line and block. I mean, that's what he can do. And you know this, this Rams team, they lose a couple guards. You, met, you saw Corbett there on the list. They lose their center as well. They're going to need help on that offensive line to protect a, a quarterback and Matthew Stafford, who's only getting older, who's been injury prone at times where he's not injury prone, but he's, he's dealt with a few back injuries and stuff like that when he was in Detroit. And the Rams, although they didn't have a horrible offensive line last year, they think they ranked in like 20th when it comes to sacks allowed. They were pretty solid in that area. So there are losing pieces. That's a need that they need because offensive line, you see that go down. That could have a have a big effect on your season. You need an offensive line. And now, obviously, uh, I mean, they're losing pieces on that offensive line. Andrew Whitworth uh, is is retired. Andrew Whitworth is retiring, correct? That is that's that he that he's done, right? He's done, done. No, he, he hasn't announced it yet, but I think that's what everybody's leaning towards. Yeah, um, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky. They said almost talked him out of retirement because he said the best thing about winning one is go win another one. Um, and it kind of, you know, thought about it. But I do think he'll retire. Uh, and to Dylan's point, the, the offensive line is going to be an issue going forward. Um, and then, obviously, their salary cap struggles that they have as well. So, Yeah, right now they are $13 million under or over the salary cap right now. They're going to have to do some some finagling here. Uh, let me, I just want to ask you guys this question. AJ, if you were a player, would you are you on are you on the team of reconstructing your contract uh, for the betterment of the team, or would you be money, 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 make, give me the money? I mean, so I get what you're asking, but it really does depend on where you are in your contract status or your career, because at one point in time, you may only have, you only have that real one contract unless you're a ridiculous star that you can really get paid. Um, so, it, you know, if I can get that contract, I'm probably going to do it. If I'm later in my years, absolutely. Let's reconstruct. Let's get it. The quarterbacks are the hardest ones to do that, though, because that's where your your heft is going. If you're a quarterback and you can find a way to get your deals outside of football, that's the best way to win. You get a lower contract, fill up the rosters, the Tom Brady model, 
You go win, you go win Super Bowls and get sponsorships and deals and you know a rich model wife, of course. Oh. <laughs> she, hey, she the breadwinner. She the breadwinner. She breadwinner <laughs> like I'm Kevin Gates. Oh my goodness, Aaron! From this list of free agents for the Rams, who would you say is the biggest priority for for this team? Uh, I think it's right to Dylan's point. It's Austin Corbett. I, I'm I'm a believer that Super Bowls are won in the trenches. Uh, we we talked about Von Miller coming over there and making an impact, but the fact of the matter is, is if you can't block. On the offensive line, ask Joe Burrow the second half of that game. Ask Patrick Mahomes the last year's Super Bowl. Um, you're not going to win. And so I, I think the big focus has to be on that offensive line, protecting Matt Stafford. Uh, losing guys like Sony Michelle or Von Miller, I feel like they can go out and replace those kind of guys, guys that are veterans on minimum salaries that are willing to take less money because they've already made their money in their career and they want to go to a place that they can win. Uh, I think it's going to be big that they go out and address the offensive line. Big time, big time. Let's see if the Rams can can go do that and repeat as Super Bowl champions. Always tough to do. Uh, division rival here, the Arizona Cardinals. Now, this is a team I feel like has a lot of pretty notable free agents, including guys like Chandler Jones, Zach Ertz, A.J. Green, and James Conner. A.J. Green, the resurgence of A.J. Green. I disrespected him all season long, and he did good, man. He did good. I'm not going to say he's the top priority uh, for this team, but – Shout out AJ Green. I think, though, the biggest target for this offense, you saw that Zach Ertz was going to be a free agent for the Arizona Cardinals. I think their biggest target that they need to go for this season, this offseason, is Mike Isecki. I think that this guy, this guy's the athleticism that Mike Kosicki has, that he brings to the table here, it would be perfect for the Arizona Cardinals. He's, he doesn't block very well. He's not a big blocker. That's not what you need him here. You need that type of play. You need Kyler Murray to be able to scramble it out and make plays. And Mike Kosicki is that type of tight end. Zach Ertz, you saw uh, uh, glimpses of of uh, Zach Ertz doing well this past season when they when he came over. Mike Kosicki is that guy who can not only be a safety blanket for Kyler Murray, but shit, you could throw it up to, to, to Mike Kosicki and be able to have him make a play. He's a great playmaking tight end and will be a perfect fit for the Arizona Cardinals. I don't love it. Yeah, I don't either. love it. <laughs> um, I, I, I think, first of all, I think you could get a cheaper tight end in Zach Ertz that can pretty much do what you need um, from, from a tight end position. I think they are going to be depleted at the skill position that they really need to address. They're losing free agents in James Conner and Chase Edmonds. Their wide receivers in A.J. Green and Christian Kirk are both going to be free agents. Um, you add a Rondell Moore in there, but he's more of that kind of trickery, scat, slot guy. Um I think they need to address the defense again. I think the offense, they can, I think they can find playmakers. They either need to go offensive line or they need to get somebody in the back end of their secondary to help cover guys. Cause uh, they gave up a lot of big plays late in the year and they got to protect Kyler Murray. This, this whole team boils down to the Lamar Jackson of, of Baltimore, right? If they do not protect Kyler Murray, if he's hurt every single year, they're not going anywhere. And uh, I think it's really offensive line or DB for me um, in Arizona. I feel like they can get a tight end elsewhere. To be honest, if I'm going tight end and if I really want to bring somebody, I'm just bringing back Max Williams. He's a much better blocker. It helps Kyler Murray protect. And um, then you can go find somebody that can do, you know, some of those athletic things on the outside, maybe for a little bit cheaper. Yeah, I think it's the, I think it's the playmaking, though, that really drew me to to Mike Isecki being on the Arizona Cardinals. I think that's what what he can bring. They to the do. Table they are going to need some more playmakers. So that, that they is gotta, a fair they gotta be more. This is this offense is built on being explosive. And last season, there were times that they weren't. And now if they were to bring in a Mike Isecki, I think that that gives them that explosiveness back that a little bit more explosiveness back. Uh so you brought up the fact that they, they got to go in the trenches on the O-line or maybe in the secondary. How important is it for this Arizona Cardinals team to bring back a Chandler Jones, AJ? It would be great for them. They'd love to have that type of leadership, that type of motor. Even at his age, he still produced last year. I want to say it was 10.5 sacks on the season, which at his age is pretty great. Um, unfortunately, I don't think it's likely. I think uh, it's one of those situations where maybe the contract, but also – timing it's just time for them to part ways and start looking towards some other things uh some other places they can prioritize use his money to block up maybe some of these offensive linemen or or go get a free agent that can come help on either side of the ball uh but wherever Chandler Jones ends up a team is still going to be very happy with him you know who I almost put here I almost put Calais Campbell 
as my guy, mm-hmm. as my guy to join this return, team. come back. Return. And then that would be, it'd be great. Yeah. It would return to Arizona. I mean, he's, he's consistent. He, him and Jay. Oh man. Can you imagine Calais Campbell, JJ Watt on the deal? Well, this is not 2015. That's an, that's an old defensive uh, line. They're probably yeah, only playing yeah, 50% of the snaps. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers, a team we saw in the NFC Championship game, one game away from the Super Bowl. Uh, these are their notable free agents here, headlined by I don't even know who the who headlines this this free agent this notable free agent class for the San Francisco 49ers. I mean Raheem Mostert, I mean, c- could you say it's Mostert? I don't I don't know. Dylan, who to, do you but, think is mm. Who do you think is the is the the biggest need for the San Francisco 49ers to bring back from this list? I'd probably go with Kawan Williams. Um I think that's the where that's where you look as the secondary for this team. You know, they they are old um at the cornerback position. I think they need to solidify that secondary if they want to continue to have success. You look at the wideouts in this division, uh DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, um, on the Seattle side, then you go over, you got Robert Woods coming back from injury. Cooper Cup just had a great year. I think you need cornerback depth and depth in the secondary. And although Raheem Mostert, I don't think they should even look at him. I mean, Mostert's just, he he can't and he cannot stay on the field. There's a reason he was never anything big when it came to uh, playing beyond his years because that guy, I mean, every single time he sees the field, he goes down, unfortunately. But um, I think you got to go with Williams there and bring him back or at least Make a move that gets you another corner in that room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aaron, oh, you're on Muted. mute. That's a minus. Minus the sack city pod. First minus. <laughs> Raheem Mostert might be the most overhyped player I've ever heard about. Like, yeah. just seriously. The man, his, his best season, he ran for 700 yards. And I know he had a great playoffs, right? And I think that's where it starts. You have a great playoff run. But, um, yeah, that there's no there's no reason to to bring him back. His nickname Aaron, were... should be Flash, because that's all we ever get to see is flashes of him, and then he's done. Ah, good one. <laughs> this guy's a jokester. This guy's a jokester. Uh, Aaron, you were you were uh, pretty notable on this show for your San Francisco 49ers takes, especially come playoff time. Who do you think they should be targeting in free agency this offseason? Well, the theme doesn't change with me. I'm going to be consistent. It's offensive line, and it's strictly to replace their offensive line and they're losing in Tomlinson, and I would go with Connor Williams. We're talking about Connor Williams, a guy in Dallas who got a lot of flack this year for the amount of penalties he got. He even got benched um, this year, earlier this year by the coaches, but I think he brings a toughness, a physicality. You've seen the fights with him and Aaron Donald throughout the year in training camp. He's a guy that can be physical, and this 49ers offense is about a physical running style. They want to run the ball first and get downhill. Dylan talked about the secondary in San Francisco, and everybody always brings up the secondary, and they've had troubles in the secondary. It has never stopped that defense from being great. That defense was elite again this year, even with a suspect secondary. They were in the NFC title game, and we all said we didn't blame the secondary outside of a dropped interception for them losing. We were looking right at Jimmy Garoppolo. We were looking at right at him making plays and when it mattered and he didn't. So uh, I think that offensive side still needs to improve. And I think it starts on the offensive line. How, how big is uh, losing Mike McDaniels this offseason for the San Francisco 49ers, Dylan? I still believe Shanahan's like the legit overseer of that offense. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to go crazy about it, but I mean, you mentioned, uh, I mean, there's just a lot that goes into that. I do think that Shanahan's the overseer, and uh, we've seen it a couple times, a couple assistants under, you know, Matt Nagy, one of them under uh, Andy Reid, got a shot, didn't really uh, affect their offense when Andy Reid left. I mean, there's there's a lot of certain teams that you just don't really need to worry about. And I think Shanahan's a good enough offensive coach that you don't need the offensive mind of Mike McDaniel in the room. That's fair. That's right. I feel like that's the right answer. Normally I like it to is. argue it, with Dylan. That's, that's the right answer. Wow. That's it. Stanahan's <laughs> a brilliant offensive mind. He is. And, you know, we've we've talked about some of the things he, we felt like he could have done better, but I don't think Mike McDaniels makes a huge difference on that offense. They want to run the ball, and they want to run play action. And when the offensive line is blocking and they're running the ball well, they're really, really hard to beat. Um, I, don't think, I don't think one season's going to change their offensive identity. I still think they're going to do the same things they've been trying to do. Yep. In Seattle we go. Here is the list of their notable free agents headlined by, 
well, most recently, it's it should be it might, for fantasy purposes. It might be Rashad Penny who won a lot of people uh, some fantasy titles. Uh, but this list here for the Seattle Seahawks, some notable names for them. Uh, Aaron, who do you think the most notable free agent uh, free agent on their list is? <laughs> Again, staying consistent. It's got to be the offensive lineman. It, it has to be Russell Wilson. Complained for two seasons about the O line. If you're not re-signing Dwayne Brown, if you're not going out and getting offensive linemen to protect Russell Wilson, then you're showing him that you don't really care if he's there or not. You don't care if he stays healthy or not. And I think that's big for Seattle. Uh, again, a team that didn't really run the ball as successful as they wanted to um, this past season. And you get a guy like Rashad Penny, who is who's really good, right? We saw him be at his best this year. Who knows if Chris Carson can come back? I believe you can get a running back in there for a little bit cheaper put him behind that offensive line if it's if it's up and running and still be productive. I think the offensive line is where Seattle needs to focus. And again, you're going to hear this all offseason. You're going to hear it all offseason. I don't care if it's boring. I don't care if it's not Odell Beckham in the flashy shoes and the chains and all these highlight plays. It's been proven year after year after year. If you do not have an offensive line and a pass rush or vice versa, you're not going to be successful long-term in this league. Uh, so it doesn't matter if it's boring. I don't care if you don't like it, Bailey. The fact of the matter <laughs> is, it's what is right. And the Seattle Seahawks better focus on that offensive line. Yeah, maybe they'll bring in uh, Raheem Mostert, too. As if they lose Rashad Penny, maybe they'll be able to bring in Raheem Yo, Mostert. Uh, that'll just be worse. Like <laughs> then they got three backs that are injury-prone. Penny, Carson, and him? Yeah. Nah. Well, yeah, that's that's what it was. That, that's what it was. AJ, who is the uh, the free agent on the market that the Seattle Seahawks should be targeting? So Aaron made a lot of good points, but the Seahawks had a lot of problems on both sides of the ball, so I'm going to focus on the defense. And I think the guy they need to go after is J.C. Jackson. One of the top cornerbacks in 2021. Uh, lockdown corner can be tied to his name here very shortly. Uh, led the league in passes defended with 23 passes defended. Uh, he's 17 interceptions. Ball hawk, he just knows where the ball is. And for the Seahawks, their secondary is something that they've needed to fix year in and year out. We always see them start really slow. We remember watching them get torched in the secondary for the first four to five weeks of the season. Imagine if you have a lockdown corner on that side, if you can retain a DJ Reed, and then you can focus on getting a young, talented slot cornerback to fix some of the issues you had there. You can start the season off on the bright note and worry about fixing all the other things as time goes by. Uh, it is an expensive get because he's going to garner a lot of money. He's probably one of the most sought-after cornerbacks in the league for free agency right now. But if you can get your hands on him and it works out for you, I think J.C. Jackson could be a good resurgence to that defense. I like, I like that it. pick. I like that pick a lot. I, I have a hard time, Thanks, I, guys. I, I don't. I, do you think? Do you think New England lets J.C. Jackson go? That's yes, what I. That's I my do. concern. Like, yes. I, you do. So he's he's been on record as coming out and saying they don't even talk to him right now. They're not. Yep. Really? Haven't been interested really in negotiating with them. And the fact of the matter is, is this is not new for New England. Yeah, they they, they, the they funnel in another guy and they say we'll make this guy great. That's been the Bill Belichick way. They don't like paying certain players at certain positions. I, I don't see a way where J.C. Jackson is actually back. I think he's going to garner so much yeah. money on the free agent market that New England's not going to want to pay it. And on top of that, the type of player J.C. Jackson is, I mean, look what he just did. You you ship out Stephon Gilmore a year before or in the midseason, and it gives him the opportunity to show what he can do. And I would say he absolutely did that. And then you don't even show him the fact that he's a priority to you. Some players in a football market, especially on the defensive side of the ball, where it's about that toughness, about that rough riderness, some players like that, if you don't show them that type of respect, it's, it's maybe too late. So he can go somewhere like a Pete Carroll who, you know, they once upon a time had Dan Quinn and the Legion of Boom. Even in his mind, he could restart that. You know, that's just how they think and stuff like that. So uh, I don't I, I think I think the Patriots have spoken loud enough from J.C. Jackson's mind. And I agree. I don't think he comes back. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. Uh, let's go over to the AFC West now, led by the Kansas City Chiefs. Aaron, oh, this is your <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs here at this what? point. Listen, listen, for all the new viewers of the Sac the City podcast, I am not a Kansas City Chiefs fan, but okay. I do have a man crush on this guy right here, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, okay? This man is the best quarterback in the league, and I don't care what anybody says. We can debate is that. Is that day. signed? Is that signed? Uh, it is. It is. Do you have a certificate of authenticity? Uh, it is. <laughs> I do. 
I, I do. You get okay. him to sign that okay. too? Okay. Okay, uh, good. He personally, sure. he per- as a matter of fact, you want me to get him? He's in the kitchen making a sandwich. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, is that Jackson outside making all that damn noise? <laughs> but I am the I am the resident. I am the resident uh KC um yeah. you know, kind just, of guy that you know, it's just how this this works here. You're a Chiefs fan, Dylan's a Colts fan, oh, AJ's crap. a Carson Wentz fan. This is just how this I works. Mean, bro, he's so predictable, bro. <laughs> he's hey, so hey, predictable. hey, this is a new era. This is a new city. No one knows no one knows hey, about it yet. I just had a new era, out. same shit. <laughs> that's that's the way it is that is the way it is but here are the kansas city chiefs notable free agents here and this actually has a big headline to me because it's tyron matthew and that and that is the biggest i mean melvin ingram you can say it's tyron matthew the kansas city chiefs have to prioritize bringing tyron matthew back he is such a, a major part of this defense here but aaron if you're if you're not looking at if you're not looking at tyron matthew and you're looking at the free agent class, who is the guy that the Kansas City Chiefs should be targeting? The guy that they have to be targeting, you saw the list on there was a bunch of DBs. It's Chris Harris Jr. I know that might not be popular because he's getting older, but Chris Harris was an elite slot corner for many years in this league. First team all pro, made many pro bowls. He is a game changer and he's his football IQ is some of the best in the NFL. He's not afraid to tackle and hit. Uh, I think we look at a Kansas City team that has a potent offense in Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and all these weapons with Andy Reid. I think they're set on off- on the offensive side of the football. We can talk about Tyron Matthew. Obviously, being, bringing him back would be huge. But I think getting a guy in the slot that can lock up some of these slot cor- or slot receivers is big for them. They run a lot of man-to-man coverage. Chris Harris can do that. He's a veteran. He brings great leadership to that locker room, um, an already kind of tight unit. It's very similar to them bringing in a Melvin Ingram or like late in the year and, and going on that run. I think Chris Harris can do the same thing for their secondary. He plays the kind of style of football that Steve Spagnuolo likes to run defensively. Uh, I think Chris Harris Jr. would be a great ad for them. They probably could get him cheap if he wants to win. I feel like that's the biggest thing is when, when, when considering some of these free agents that we're, we're saying these teams should target, you do have to consider the money. You do have to consider the finances of these teams. We're not just going to say, oh, okay, I'm going to pick the best player at each position and then go from there. You have to consider the finances of this team. And I, I see the comment from Bailey here uh, asking, why not Jesse Bates? Dylan, can you give us an update on Jesse Bates here with Cincinnati Bengals? I heard um... – I, I'm not confident enough to go out and say it, but um, I, like I said, I, I trust my source, but I, it's his father. So I, I would think that it's true, but it's a, fr- my friend told me that his father told my friend. So it's sort of a certain thing, but Jesse Bates ain't going anywhere. Four okay. for seven. That's what I wanted to get. Four for seven. Yeah, I mean, let's be that. real. There's no way that Kansas city is going to be able to pay for Jesse Bates. Like, in that situation, if you're going to go pay for Jesse Bates, you could probably get Tyron Matthew on another one-year, two-year deal much cheaper. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And if you check his Snapchat story, he is on the beach in Cabo right now living it up. So, Living the dream. Living the dream. We're going to have <laughs> you for that Jesse Bates breaking news. <laughs> We're going to have weekly Jesse Bates updates in the News and Nugs segment from now on. The Las Vegas Raiders, though, Bounced early in the in the in the playoffs, uh, courtesy of the Cincinnati Bengals. Here, this is their notable free agents list headlined by I'd say Solomon Thomas is up there as someone who who headlines that list. Maybe KJ Wright. I mean, th- these guys here, th- this Las Vegas Raiders. See, this is a team that I feel like has to explore the guys that are on the market here, and one guy in particular. I know that the the people will say Devonte Adams because the connection with Derek Carr. I don't think Devontae Adams is going anywhere. Then you look at a good Chris Godwin. I don't think he's going anywhere either. Then I look at this wide receiver right here. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is the guy that I think the Las Vegas Raiders need to be targeting. This man can do it with any quarterback. We've, that's the, that is the thing that we have said in the past with Allen Robinson. I know he had a down year this past year, but look at the quarterbacks that he has done damage with. Guys, Mitch Trubisky, Blake Bortles, uh, Andy Dalton, and this is a list of just garbage quarterbacks. Allen Robinson has been able to make superstar. There's stellar seasons, 1400 yards, 
Give him a guy like Derek Carr. The Raiders desperately need someone on the outside. Uh, obviously, the Henry Rugg situation was was terrible. They have Hunter Renfro in the slot. But give Derek Carr a guy like Allen Robinson on the outside. They're not going to be able to get Adams. They're not going to be able to get Godwin. Allen Robinson is the guy the, that the Las Vegas Raiders need to be targeting. Did I do better here? Did I do better with Allen Robinson instead of uh, Mike Kosicki? You pulled an Adam Dunn. You struck out on your first one, and you hit a bomb on your second one. So congratulations Boom. there, host. You nailed it. I, uh, that, they I need, agree. They need Robinson. Uh, they definitely need playmakers. Um, they Their talks about Derek Carr staying there. I do believe Derek Carr ends up staying. Uh, I I think I think Allen Robinson would be a nice fit there, especially if you can't get a guy like Devontae Adams. And because of the down year he had, I mean, it's just part of the business. You probably get him for cheaper than you would have got him last year if you would, you know, if they didn't franchise him. So I, th- I think it's a uh, second year in a row that he's excited to leave. So you know he's not staying. <laughs> I mean, new head coach or whatever it is, it's it's another situation where he needs to he needs a fresh start. So uh, he's definitely that. As he spoke, I was like, damn, this is really this is a good idea. I like this Allen Robinson. And this is a big time quarterback upgrade. This would be your first chance to see Allen Robinson with with a, a proven uh quarterback. I see Bailey's commenting in here saying that the Raiders can draft a wide receiver. Why not draft a wide receiver and sign Allen Robinson? No, 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 no. You can never first have of all, weapons. I know, I know that this is not the same Raiders front office. But the Raiders don't have the greatest success in drafting wide receivers. Darius Haywood, Darius Hayward Bay, uh, Henry Ruggs. I know they drafted Amari Cooper and then they traded him. So listen, let's just let's pump the brakes on these. We can draft guys. The draft is not easy. The draft is hard. And just because there are a ton of wide receivers doesn't mean they all come out and hit. Okay, right. there are for every Justin Jefferson, there's that guy Jalen Rager. There's a JJ Arcega Whiteside. <laughs> There's a yes, Jalen Rager. For, absolutely. There's a rest absolutely. of the Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver group that's <laughs> other than Devontae Smith. <laughs> yes. Or Travis Fulgham. Travis Fulgham's good. Or Travis Fulgham. <laughs> or Quez. Don't forget Quez. Don't forget Quez. Yes. Don't forget there Quez. are a lot of wide receivers. In the league. Have... <laughs> hey, you, right, remember when, of... you remember when the Raiders signed Michael Crabtree, right? That was a nice Crabtree? connection that he had. Yes, that's what I think the whole Robinson thing would bring. He's someone that can jump ball. You got Waller as a big playmaker, too. I, I absolutely love that pick from you, man. Oh, perfect. Great. I'm also sign like a DJ Chark or something. Maybe just more speed in there. Yeah, yeah, that would be that'd be big. We'll talk about we'll talk, we'll talk about the Jags and DJ Chark in a, in a few weeks. But uh, speaking of wide receivers, headlining the Los Angeles Chargers list is Mike Williams here. Uh, AJ, I'll start, I'll, I'll start with you asking you this question here. How important is Mike Williams to the Los Angeles Chargers offense? And do you think that they need to be re-signing him? You know what? I really do. I honestly, as good as Keenan Allen is, I think there's something special going on with Justin Herbert and Mike Williams. Uh, Justin Herbert was able to get Mike Williams out of his proverbial shell, made him less than a one-trick pony. We used to see Mike Williams, his depth of target was in the 18s and 19 yards per target. They were able to bring that down closer to the line of scrimmage, make him more efficient. He's still getting first downs every play, but now he's actually getting fed the ball more and actually eating the chunks of the yards and allowing everyone else to be open. So uh, I think that he's probably their top priority on offense, and you you can supplement other places with, uh, with the draft and you know cheaper options on uh, on free agency after that. Yeah, and also shout out Michael Schofield, husband of Kendall Coyne Schofield, one of the best women's hockey players in the world right now. Uh, Dylan, you sir, traveling down this off off season free agent class list, who best fits the Los Angeles Chargers? I got them drafting a wide receiver, so stick with me on that. I'm going to tell you, it's Jaron Reed, defensive tackle. Jaron Reed, you know, this guy right here, he's just a fantastic football player from the Kansas City Chiefs. Had a decent year, right? 48 and a half combined sacks, tackles for loss, as you see there on the screen. But this Chargers defense, they lose two defensive uh, linemen there, the nose tackles. You lose Justin Jones, Linval Joseph goes. All you really have there is Jerry Tillery right now. And they had the 19th uh, worst pass rush this year. So I think they need another one, another veteran right there, a big plunger up the middle if you will and jaron reed is someone that can just absolutely uh get to the quarterback because we've seen the joey bosa he's had great years he's a great player but he's also injury prone on that defensive line i think if if joey bosa were to go down god forbid and you don't address the defensive line at the defensive tackle position i think that that could be the biggest weakness on this team and that's that's with me saying the wide receiver loss of mike williams as well 
we have them drafting wide receiver. So uh, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, for our mock drafts and all of our draft coverage. Uh, Aaron, was that a good pick? You think you, you like that? Pick? I loved it. I, I love the Jaron Reed pick. The, the Chargers, their biggest weakness is they were soft up the middle, right? Defensively, they couldn't stop anybody. Everybody ran downhill on them. And you need guys in the middle just to plug holes, just to get your linebackers free. And we know they don't have a lot of talent at the linebacker position right now. So having that guy big body inside and just kind of creating chaos inside, keeping those teams from running in the interior, I think is big. Uh, I didn't – I I, I want to go back to the Mike Williams thing for a minute. I knew. Mike Will- I think Mike Williams is – I think you let him walk because I think he's going to garner a lot of attention on the free agent market and I wouldn't pay him. I, I just, I, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of what I've seen from an all around wide receiver position. And I did have high hopes for him. To be honest, I like what I saw from some of their young guys. Jalen Guyton's a pretty, a speedster who can get deep. We saw Josh Palmer come in and make some plays when he was given some playing time. If you really want a come veteran on. presence there, I think they go out and if he's barring health and him not being re-signed, I think you see a guy like Michael Gallup in a Chargers uniform next year. Interesting. He does he does everything Mike Williams does and more. It's not the except, Gallup about except, it. Except for the big body. <laughs> Nothing not, to Gallup and, and, at. He's got see, bounce. and that was my thought process when you brought up the other guys. I think that Jalen Guyton works because of a Mike Williams. I think Josh Palmer is just Josh Reynolds in a different uniform. I, I'm not excited and he's young and I know he can get better, but like my thought process, I agree with you when you say you wanted more from Mike Williams. We know he's been injured. Uh, we know it's taken a minute. This was the first year where you started to really see what you wanted from Mike Williams. And granted, it wasn't every single game of every, he disappeared game. again. He disappeared. Like nowhere he's done near, every single nowhere year. Nowhere near like it was the years before though. And he had already, the impact that he had already made on this squad was, was big enough to think that he's able to do it. And he's able to do it again with the Justin Herbert. I think you look at the ability of Justin Herbert. And I think that he is someone who can make wider, any wide receiver around him look good. And that that's why you saw like a guy like Josh Palmer or a Guyton. It's uh, those guys stepping up because of Justin Herbert's ability. Let's go to our last team here. AJ, it's your Denver Broncos. Sorry. I had to do that one last time. We're, we're going into a new season. I promise I'll give you guys new teams eventually. Uh, but this yeah. list, Melvin Gordon, Teddy Bridgewater, Kyle Fuller, and Bryce Callahan. There's only one quarterback rostered on this Denver Broncos team. And it is drew lock. Gross, disgusting. AJ, who do the Denver Broncos need to be targeting this offseason? So you had a couple defensive players up on there, but uh, they're also losing other big secondary pieces like a Ronald Darby, like a Kareem Jackson. And I think after seeing a very good team on the defense side of the ball, they now have to address it again. So I'm going to say if they don't re-sign them, they need to get Seattle's Quandre Diggs. Quandre Diggs uh, has shown to be one of the better safeties in the league, especially since coming over to Seattle and helping solidify that defense. Over 38 games, this man's got 158 tackles and I think 17, 17 picks, something of that nature. Stupid numbers. This guy's been a Pro Bowl each of the last two seasons, and what he brings to that that Denver defense, it's like you won't even lose a step, and you might actually be going in the right direction. He's 29, so you look at him as an older type of guy in the league, of course, uh, but he's still got that intelligent play, that savvy veteranship. He's a hard hitter, and I think pairing him next to Justin Simmons uh, and what Patrick Sertan has done on the edge, losing the guys like Bryce Callahan and Ronald Darby, you can replace those a little easier knowing that you have your back end, guys who will find their assignments, guys who will keep everything in front of them and lock it down. Uh, Give me some Quandre Diggs, and and don't think twice about it if you can get your hands on him. That defense... That defense has the, I mean, no more Vic Fangio. So I wonder what that defense is going to look like uh, moving forward. Is that they lost is that a even, lot? They did. They did. Aaron, what are your thoughts? Or losing. <laughs> um, I, I think this is going to boil down to offensive weapons. Losing Melvin Gordon, I think, hurts. Uh, I, I love you guys know I'm a big, huge fan of Javante Williams, but we all know in the NFL, if you don't have another guy, it's really, really hard. Um, obviously the receivers that they have, they, those are, they're pretty good. I, I actually look for them to add a running back or an offensive lineman here. Um, Chase Edmonds. I actually think Chase Edmonds is, is a, is a guy that you could see in a Broncos uniform. He's really good in the passing game, really good on third down, even though Javante can do those things. I think he's going to end up being more of the bruiser first, second down guy. And, Jav- um, and Chase Edmonds comes down during passing situations, or you're looking offensive line to protect whatever quarterback is in a Broncos uniform next year. Aaron Rodgers. 
Carson Wentz, whoever it is. Um, obviously, there are no quarterback free agents that are really exciting to put in a Denver Broncos uniform right that. now. Um, do it. But I kind of like their defense still. I think their defense is is fine. Uh, they got Sertan, and uh, I think they can find a, a cheaper a cheaper version of a safety. But that's it. So losing Kareem they, they had, You just named you just named guys. You just named guys that are not They're great. Kind of Kareem sure. Jackson and Ronald Darby are guys that have been in the league forever. They were just put into a system that worked. Ronald Darby is not can, someone I'm like banging the drum for, but he was decent. <laughs> Bryce Callahan's big, a bigger like loss. Bryce Callahan's a bigger loss than Ronald Darby True. because what he was able to True. do in the in True. the slot. I think Kareem Jackson as a safety is a is a big loss for them. Not huge, and it can be replaced. But I think I think if you want to keep what you had last season, because I'm not too worried about their offense except for the same old story. They don't have a quarterback. They've got weapons everywhere else, which which leads me to believe that they want to attack the defense again. Losing that many pieces in the secondary, I don't think going to a new scheme and a new thought process, you just plug in anybody and hope for the best. I think you need to make sure you have some playmakers so when your scheme isn't being picked up by those guys who are a dime a dozen, your playmakers can hold it down. I mean, they also need to attack their edge rusher. There's players there that I think they could go get. I think if you can put a lockdown next to Patrick Sertan, possibly that could be helpful. Like I think their defense, love the defense. Again, is the biggest thing. I just think, I just think the Denver's offseason is going to be about one thing. How can we score points? Yeah. How can we get Aaron Rodgers here? How can we get one of these big come quarterbacks here and give them any kind of weapons offensive line so we can score points because that's been their Achilles heel. I don't. I don't think Melvin Gordon goes anywhere. I think to your point about uh, to your point about yeah. Chase Edmonds. I think they're gonna not use him a ton. They're gonna use him as the AJ Dillon and the Nathaniel Hackett offense. Maybe it's Matt Lafleur's offense, but Hackett has that same philosophy. How much are you paying him? That's the different. That's true. Can, can, can Melvin Gordon warrant more money on the out on the outside market? And if you're Denver and you have a young bell cow that you want to give the ball to, do you really want to pay a running back like Melvin Gordon even? Even nine million a year, right? Eight million a year, seven million a year. Do you really want to do that when you can go get a guy for four or five million? Um, you know, just that's what I worry about from the financial perspective from Denver. I, I I think it would be smart to keep Melvin. I just don't know financially if it's going to make sense. That's fair. Well, you got I, a I, decent I, amount of cap space. I mean, it's I not ain't breaking that. the bank. They're going to have to pay Aaron Rodgers. That's what it is. <laughs> Yeah, that that is I, I see the comment from Minshew as the next quarterback. You know what quarterback I haven't heard of since week one? Not a peep. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, his hip is dead. He's right. Dead. He, he don't even know if he's dead. gonna ever be able to play again. He's dead. I know. This man got a hip replacement no one, no on one's the field. ever talked about it. <laughs> he's a career backup. Right. I told you but guys that last year. Starts. Every year they start a career backup. So you're not moving the needle with them. That's the that's the point there. Uh well don't, done, don't gentlemen, though. This... Teddy Bridgewater like that. Ooh, oh Teddy boy! Two gloves. Oh, te- Teddy! Oh, Teddy! Two gloves. Jeez. Oh, Drew Lock, homie. Drew Lock is the future. Oof! Listen, gross. hey, gross. listen. If if Nathaniel Hackett goes into this season with Drew Lock at quarterback, <laughs> is there a chance? Is there a chance that he makes Ooh, Drew Lock anything? Oh my god! No, that's he the made Bortles look good. Three percent. Three percent chance. Three percent chance. That's that's so, what I give it at. Three percent chance. That that that's it. Uh, but that does it though. That well done, gentlemen, for covering the uh the AFC West and the NFC West. Uh, it was fun. It's good to get back into the swing of things here. Our new schedule, ladies and gentlemen. I know if you have if you were a part of the last regime of the Rough Cut Sportscast, we were Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We are now moving to Mondays. Wednesdays and Fridays right here on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku uh, on a part of as a part of the Belly Up Sports TV lineup uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern time every single on Monday, Wednesday, and th- and Friday. That's it. I mean, it's simple. We make it consistent. We make it simple for you guys. Easy to watch. Uh, we are still continuing our fun and games Fridays. We'll continue our division and division previews monday we'll be breaking down the afc north and the nfc north that's your packers that's your Bengals, that's your Ravens, steelers it's all it's all of it we're gonna be covering some good stuff you're not going to want to miss it oh i'm so excited for this this new chapter in our lives aj do the fans a favor they need to know this time they actually do need to know please let everyone know where they can follow us at Hey, uh, I'm going to do this one a little different. Head on over to Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and YouTube 
and you just need to type in at Sack City Pod, the one-stop shop for all your football. Hey, this is dope. I don't have to read different things. There's like four or five. Just the one place at Sack City Pod. It's easy for me. It's easy for you. You can't forget it. You know what else you can't forget? Vinny, it's the last week. They, it's the last week that they could do this. They can now go to Sports Podcast Award. And let's let the Rough Cut Sportscast be left behind in infamy. Vote for the Rough Cut as the best sports podcast of the year. So next year, we can be the first to win it twice in a row as two different shows. That'd be dope. That'd be a dope-ass stat. So let's make it happen. Sick. Sports Awards. SportsPodcastAwards.com. Categories. Best American Football. Rough Cut Sportscast. Let it live in infamy. There you go. There you go. Don't forget, we'll be live again once again on Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern time for Fun and Games Friday. You're not going to want to miss it. For your boy, AJ Johnson, for Aaron, the Mukes, Sia Mukes, and for the smoothest voice in sports casting, Dylan Kearns, I am me. We will see you Friday. Peace out. Bye. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.